Hi guys, thank you for being here. Welcome, I'm so excited for today's episode because today I have a very special guest who's here to talk to us about something that we can do that's so simple and so incredibly powerful that you can do right now to level up your energy, your life, and your overall fulfillment and just your experience. And my special guest is named Carl Stave. He's the author of Bring Gratitude. And he said, a little birdie told me, that he wants to help about 10 million people or more improve their lives, increase productivity, increase their overall health, and just life in general by these simple practices. So I'm really excited to learn from you, Carl, and just really excited to learn more about your story and how people can really benefit from this because gratitude is such a huge component of everything that we talk about here you know, in this community. And as you have told me before we started this recording, just like how it totally changed your life when you were going through like a really hard time so yeah i am super passionate about gratitude because it has changed my life dramatically um and i say dramatically this is over probably a four-year period so it's been a lot of you know small little incremental changes that have really added up and you know i'm the happiest i've ever been um i suffered through depression um you know before we started recording i told you my father passed three and a half years ago and you know we all struggle we all have you might have back issues you might have migraines um but there's always something to be grateful for and tap into that um no matter where you're at in life yeah i mean some people might be thinking this is like a far stretch like how in the world can being grateful help us improve our productivity help us improve you know our sleep help us improve the way that we feel how did it help you get out of depression and how did it make you so happy you know yeah and don't get me i still struggle but it's been uh, a long journey that I've slowly added to, so I took, it was my third gratitude journal try, a real try at keeping a gratitude journal that finally stuck. What's a gratitude journal, if you don't oh, mind? Yeah, so at, at the end of each day, I think about three things and then write them down, my what and my why. What am I grateful for and why am I grateful for it? And the why is so key because you can easily say like, I'm grateful for water. I'm grateful for oxygen. And I'm right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It can just, it's just a surface level, but to go deeper, I'm grateful for my dog because every time I'm on the couch, he always brings me a ball and it always makes me smile. Cause he's just like, Hey buddy, want to play? Um, and that, extra detail helps me tap into because there's times when he brings me the ball and I'm in the middle of doing something maybe I'm working or maybe I'm just not feeling it and I get a little irritated but there is that fork in the road that why of like do I go down the path of just get out of here leave me alone right now or do I go down the path of like yeah, I'm grateful that he's here and one day he might not be here and I'm going to miss it. So I have to choose. Do I take this briefly two seconds and say, hey, good boy, but right now I need to focus and then go back to my laptop or just kind of push him away and stay focused on my laptop. And lately I've been choosing the first one of just being that 
just taking that second to be grateful for it and then make a choice from there. Uh, it's been so great for, for me and, and being able to make smarter decisions. So it's almost like it seems like it's more productive or more uh, valuable to us to not take that moment because we're like pushing it off, right? Like not now, not now. And I totally, I do this too, especially when, you know, things get really busy and then you're really stressed on top of it or you're, you're backed up or there's pressure. It's easy to not like take a moment to, to be like, wait a sec. <sighs> okay. This might not be the right time. I, you know, it's a little annoying, but at the same time, if there was, if this was missing tomorrow, that would be really sad to me. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're, you're pausing and you're taking that moment to be present and you're choosing how to be present in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. It's uh, what I didn't do just five years ago. And, you know, I'm, I have better relationships because of it. Cause you know, your kids come up to you, your spouse comes up to you or a friend calls you and you have to make that decision, you know, of like, okay, how do I, what's my intention going into this? And it's been, it's been wonderful because, well, been a, a, a slow going practice. Like I make it sound like, you know, like I'm this Zen dude, but I still get annoyed. I still like, you know, I still have that moment, that first reaction of like, get out of here, dog. I don't want the ball right now. Uh, but that's when, you know, I just, I, I kind of co then come back to, hey, what, what's in this one moment that I can be grateful for? And the same thing with like back pain or a migraine, you know, we, we have a thousand things going in our life. Like that migraine might be the one that's most intense or your back pain. But there are other things to be grateful for. And that helps you balance out the things in your life. So what gratitude does is it, it's a mix of dopamine and serotonin, which is really cool because dopamine is the get up and go chemical that flows through us. And serotonin is that stay calm and relaxed. So gratitude has the ability to tap into both. So if we can, there's no chemical that a human can make that can do both. We can either do one or the other, but we can't do both what gratitude does and just having that practice allows you to, you know, kind of pause and, and stay calm and make a good choice instead of a reactive choice. I love that because we, uh, I just did a, a blog recently about how thoughts affect our health and our overall experience of life. And, yes. but we went down into the science of like, what is a thought? I mean, it's like chemical reactions that take yeah. place. There's like something physical Fire going on. Yeah. yeah. So even though it's like, okay, I'm just thinking like how awesome is the day and how cool is it that my dog wants to play? And yes, I'm busy, but this is just so cool right now that this little dude just loves me despite the fact that I'm not paying any attention to him, you know, wagging his tail and whatnot, like that's creating like a physical reaction, like in your body that, that affects your whole body, your health, the way you feel, like you said, migraines or, uh, you know, back aches or, or even, even like, um, if you're negative, right? Like going on the opposite, like, uh, something that I've been having to deal with lately is, you know, there's a lot of kind of stressful situations going on here with some business that we're doing. And I have to remind myself that I can't waste more energy feeling bad because 
it takes so much energy to feel upset and to go over it and over it, but instead to stop and say, well, I'm grateful that they're trying to make it right. I'm grateful that this wasn't worse. And you know, a little side tangent that I would love to hear your perspective on, and this is just such a selfish question for myself because I'm <laughs> interested in this answer. Um, what about people who say, because I've heard people who say that people who choose to be positive or find the silver lining are, are simply not facing their negative emotions. They're, they're shoving it under the rug and, and not you know, being strong enough to sort of acknowledge or observe those negative emotions. Like, what do you have to say to that? Yeah, no, every emotion is valid and we should never sweep anything under the rug. What I think, though, is, is we have uh, opportunity every morning is kind of like a reboot, right? So when you wake up in the morning, what are those first few thoughts? Is it like, oh, I got to go to work today? If that is that, oh, I got to go to work today thought, then what's that next thought? So you can keep going down that negative thought. And you can say, oh, yeah, like I got to deal with my boss. I got to deal with my coworkers. And what you're doing is you're setting your, your, your intention and you're setting yourself up for how you're going to view that day. So they've done studies of positive people um, and what they did, they brought people into a lab and they had them look through a newspaper and they rated themselves like how positive do you feel and like, you know, what is your attitude on a general basis? And what they found is the people who are more positive, they were, they put this ad that said, you can stop reading. I think it was on page three, stop reading, um, you know, because they gave them a task of like find 40 references to this uh, particular news story. And then, uh, but they, on page three, they put a little ad that said, stop reading, go tell your, uh, the person who's moderating this, that you found this ad and that you want your money and then you don't need to continue looking through this newspaper. Well, the people who are more positive, I think 60% more likely to find that ad. So they're looking for these opportunities to do something and to make something happen in their life. And that's to me is, is that epitome of positivity because yes, like we all get down, we all struggle, but if we focus on that negativity and that struggle, we are, we are putting this narrow view of how we are able to, appreciate life if only this one little thing gets better then i'll be happy but i think what i've noticed is the more mindful you are and the more joy that everyday things bring to your life the more likely that you become more centered and happier in general so if you don't need a particular if you don't expect a particular response from your boss and you can be happy about other things as well like let's say that's a blip on your radar versus a catastrophic you know earthquake because your boss you know gave us a, a snide remark about a report then you're then balancing out how you view things now i'm not saying ignore that thing it's just saying okay understand the, uh, the context of that thing mm -hmm. and then still have other things that you can enjoy in life because life's too short to worry about all the bad things that happen to you. It's like not the whole picture. 
Like that's what I'm hearing. It's like if we narrow ourselves to just like that one bad interaction with our boss and that's all we're looking at, that's all we're looking at. It's like we miss like everything else that's going on, especially like all the good things. Cause yes. I mean, at least in my experience, most of the time there's more good things than bad. Even on really, really bad days, there's like still so much more that went right than the few or the handful of things that tend to go wrong. But yeah, it's so, so easy to miss. So this is important and, and we can't beat ourselves up too much about this because we're hardwired to look for the negative because it's what helped us survive. It's this fear of, okay, I'm not in good standing with my boss and he's not treating me well. Like, does that mean I'm going to get fired? Does that mean like, we have to be aware of these things. Like, you're right. We can't just be like, oh, whatever, screw him. Like, I don't, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But we also have to realize like, you know, understand these patterns and understand like, okay, this is something I have to be aware of and it's important, but I don't need it to dictate how I feel about who I am and my self-worth. I think that's huge because there's a lot of people, myself included, who like I want to get so much done. There, I have such high expectations of myself, of you know how I deliver, when I show up. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are trying to accomplish so much and be the best that they can be, but struggle to find that balance between like self-care and being understanding and, and forgiving to themselves, like not beating themselves up, but also that anxiousness of like, but I have to get it done, right? Like if I, I can't get fired, like if my boss is upset with me, then, you know, I'm, I'm screwed. Like I, you know, I got bills to pay, you know? So how, how do you balance that feeling of like guilt and anxiousness versus like, okay, I, I I deserve to take a moment to not only be grateful for the things around me, but to be grateful for like how much effort I'm putting in and like how much I'm showing up. Can yeah. you speak more on that? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, well, let me take a step back. I think there's four levels of gratitude. There's surrounding, there's sharing, there's self, like, you know, what, what are you doing to build up yourself and to build a better relationship with yourself? And then there's spiritual. So, the idea, I think, is, you know, like, as we're going through life and we have, you know, all these different things happening, you know, like our boss and, you know, if we're not in good standing, but we also have to realize, like, okay, is this 100% true? Mm-hmm. And so we have to just ask ourselves questions because I think one of the, the best things that I've learned, especially in high school, is, you know, just the the questioning mentality, you know, like come up with a hypothesis, like, okay, if my boss is this angry, like, am I going to get fired? Like, is this a hundred percent true? No, like he's done this to me before. And the idea is to create some emotional space between you and that feeling that's going on. Like you like traffic, right? Like this traffic, it just feels like it's going to last forever. When you see that red light out, you know, 50 cars <laughs> out, and you're like, Oh my God, this is not so late. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you're like, okay, what are my options? You know, like, and then that the key thing is is still moving forward. I think what happens is we feel this fear, and it's that fight, 
flight or freeze response. A lot of us freeze. We don't talk, we talk about fight and flight a lot, but we don't talk about freezing. You know, our boss doesn't like us. We freeze and we just hope we don't get attacked. Mm. Reality is we have opportunity to take action. We can look for other jobs. We can talk to coworkers and, and, and say, okay, like, is he doing this to you too? And if you, then there's some camaraderie that you build up um, and then you, you have that, that dopamine hit that you need of like, hey, we're in this together. Helps you get that perspective. Like that when perspective. your brain is going, you know, like yeah, a thousand miles yeah. an hour. Exactly. And then, in the, like I said, like with, you can say, okay, well, if this guy's treating me like this, how do I balance this out? And you, instead of like, you know, be, you know, you're, you're mad at your boss, go kick the dog. You know, you're mad at your boss, go take your dog to the park. And I guarantee you that's going to make you feel so much better than kicking the dog. Because <laughs> right. Same thing with a coworker and not taking it out on a coworker. So find yeah. something that you're sorry, but I, yeah. I just want to yep. clarify, like something that you're drawn to that makes you feel good that you can appreciate like that outlet, despite yes. that this big, crazy, like stressful things going on, like give yourself that opportunity. Yeah. So you're still moving forward. And I think that's the key is like, how are you still leaning forward and doing the things that are going to, so right now you're, it's Friday night. You can't, there's nothing you can do about your boss, however he treated you that week, but what can you do to help yourself grow? Like, okay, I'm going to lean forward. I'm going to just see what other jobs are out there. Right. And you might be like, Oh wow. Like there's nothing else I really want to do right now. And so you become a little bit, uh, happier with your present situation or you might say yeah I'm gonna put my resume together and you start working on your resume and all of a sudden you're like oh wait like oh I add this and now you're you're building that dopamine up again and you're like oh I have so many positives and, I mean it's funny no one wants to work on their resume but when you do and you finish it like it's one of the best feelings because you're reviewing all the positive things you've done in your career yeah I like that. Lean forward. It reminds me um, something that I went through this week. Uh, I do. I deliver videos for clients, and I thought a project had been delivered, and it wasn't. And we had cleared the cards, the the video off the cameras. We had cleared it off the computers. We'd cleared it off the editing space. And I was like, okay. I had this moment. Okay, like. It's not that bad. I still have time to, you know, get this done today. Don't want to, but like, you know, so I was like doing what I call gratitude stacking, like, which is kind of just focusing on all the things where things are weighing on my side, you know, like it's on my side to accomplish or get through this. And because I was so focused on just like, what can I do? What, you know, how can I, you know, just get through this and solve it? I had this thought that came in my head that was like, okay, just search for the title of the video in the computer. It's probably not going to be there, but just search. And I searched and for some reason it was in some like hidden trash can <laughs> and it was there. And I was like, if awesome. I had freaked out about this, cause like normally, normally I would say, I'd be like, gosh, this sucks. And I would go out and like, you know, phone my husband or phone my team and be like, ah, I'm sorry to call you back. We got to, you know, and just like feel all sorts of bad about it. I, and I love how you, you tapped into it. Gratitude helps you pause 
and gives you that moment to think clearly, mm. which I'm like that too. I get, I freak out. And once you start freaking out, <laughs> everything else shuts off and you're, you're in freak out mode and you don't know what to do. And I, I, I had this a few years ago. My, um, I, it was like, went to the library. I took my son, my son got in the car and, uh, and then, um, I, I had to unlock it and I pressed the wrong unlock and I closed the door. And so uh, my son's sitting there and I'm, I'm freaking out. And so I call my wife and she's like, yeah, but you switched out the car seats so he can unbuckle himself. Cause he was three, three and a half and he can unlock the door for you. And I was like, Oh yes. But my whole brain was like, Oh no, he, you know, he's in the shade. He's fine. I, you know, you know, I can, I can break the window if I need to, but I totally, you know, I, she was there and I, instead of like me taking a rock and just breaking the window, I was like, I'm grateful that I can call my wife right now. And mm -hmm. that made all the difference because I might have, you know, knowing me, I'd probably would have just been like, oh, smash the window open, you know, <laughs> so it's just taken. And I think this, this is important. It's practicing these things, right? Like probably the me from 10 years ago would have broken that window, but it's, it's, it's creating these small practices in your life. So a lot of times, like when I work with clients, what we do is, is we do what's called the sore technique. And this is really, you know, something to think about for people who are listening right now is what can you do to practice these things and to have this type of mindset where you can have these pauses and not freak out. So the first one is simplify. It's called SOAR, uh, S-O-A-R. And so it's simplify, observe, appreciate, and then reflect. Mm -hmm. So what I do at the end of every night is kind of just clear out my brain, like all the stuff that I'm thinking about, like if I'm worried about anything or if I need to do anything, I write it down. And then if I have any clutter on my nightstand, I always clear that off. So kind of simplify my surroundings and simplify my mind. Then observe. And uh, observe is just looking at what's going on in my body. And then um, I, I stopped watching um, TV shows and movies before bed because it was too stimulating and uh, my serotonin was like totally low and then I'd have trouble falling asleep. So uh, what I did is I started watching TED Talks and it's helped me just like have some calming ideas uh, mm -hmm. come in. Um, and then uh, I do appreciate. So I do my gratitude journal and then reflection of, and this is important. I don't think so. I have an inner bully. I call him Arnold. He's a mix of my like eight-year-old self and my dad. So my dad was German. So he, he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's like going to beat me up if I don't do it right. And so I, I, I calm him by thinking about all the good things I did in the day. And I think about like, oh, like this interview, like I'm going to look back at the end of my night and like this is going to be one of the highlights. I'm having a great time. You know, we're laughing together. We're doing this, you know, uh, uh, you know, across the internet, which I'm so grateful for the internet, you know, and appreciate the, that opportunity. 
And then this is one thing that I always do is what's one small thing I can do to improve. So I always reflect on one thing I can do just a little better, super small bite size. It might be like, so right now I have on my uh, mirror, I need, I want to create a little more bounce and humor in my writing. And so, um, that's been my theme lately is just to create a little more bounce in how I communicate to my audience. And, uh, and it's, it's really been helpful. And so having this at the end of the night is really uh, changed, you know, like adding on top of the, the gratitude is having this evening routine. And, and then what happens is as you sleep, it solidifies in your brain the synapses so as they're kind of strengthening you wake up with more energy more a better attitude and you're more likely to tackle those projects instead of procrastinate on i love this so much um yeah for so many reasons i have so many more questions now um first one what if somebody is just having a hard time like legitimately, you know, have has been through some stuff. It feels impossible. Um, a lot of my audience in particular struggle with chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue, um, physical stuff. And I will say for myself, when I went through my own adrenal and chronic fatigue, I thought I was crazy because I was doing this stuff. I was doing my gratitude journal. I was trying to eat really healthy. I was trying to make myself exercise because it was the right thing to do. And I didn't realize that because I was in such an imbalanced state that I, that's what was causing me to struggle. Like all the hormones were imbalanced. And so I was, I was having a hard time. Like, I just wonder if there's a micro uh, habit or, you know, micro practice as you call it that, you know, somebody can do if, if they legitimately are struggling. Yeah. So I think it's important. Yeah. In, and I think a lot of cases, a lot of people, especially uh, like yourself, like you, you need help from a doctor. Um, I think if you're really depressed, if you're really struggling for like weeks on end, like, you know, it's natural for a day or two to get down. Um, but hopefully the idea is that it won't last too long. Um, that's what I struggle with depression is it it just lasted for weeks and weeks and weeks. I wrote a book called 92 things to do besides suicide. Uh, just it was that lean. It was when I, I, I needed to lean into something yeah. because I lived by myself. Like I struggled uh, with relationships. I, str I didn't like my job. I didn't like myself. Um, and so it, I had this little project. I would take a picture of myself like I would uh, put shampoo and just squirt all over a table and smear it all around it's really fun it's embarrassing actually like I took uh, um, uh, little cotton balls and dipped them in Vaseline and stuck them to my face uh, and took a picture of it so the idea though was is we always have little things that we struggle with. We always have big things that we struggle with. So what can we do to set ourselves up? And that's what I would say is like, be in that moment, be sad, be angry, but what can you do tomorrow morning and set that intention? Like, what can I do to get myself to, and this is where that micro habit is like, okay, at 
8.15 for five minutes, I'm going to do three sun salutations or one sun salutation. Keep it super basic and set an alarm for it. Like, let's say you usually get up at 7.30 or whatever it is. Set it for 8.15. Then you, this is something to then look forward to. Like, you know, if you don't like yoga, maybe it's push-ups or maybe it's going for a, a quick walk around up and down your block. But the idea is like set that little micro goal and it might be two push-ups. Like I'm just at 8.15, I'm going to do two push-ups, one, you know, you, or I'm going to do a sun salutation for yoga or go down outside, walk down the block, walk back and just take that bit of time at 8.15 to just set myself in motion. Because I think that's what happens is we, we just need something to kind of start kick startups kickstart us and i think what happens too is you when you do exercise when you do something uh you create dopamine and you need that one of the that try to do it first thing in the morning depends on if you need a cup of coffee or whatever but the idea is you need movement i think movement is probably the best thing for anybody like even if you're like chronic fatigue like the worst thing you can do is just stay on the couch you need to move and so and this is where gratitude comes in is there will be that moment maybe it's not the first time maybe it's not the second day or the third day but the idea of your brain will say that's enough of this this is where gratitude is important and pausing and say i'm grateful that i'm still able to stand up and put my walking shoes on, go down the block and walk. So what you're doing is you're pausing, you're pausing and feeling grateful for what you could do and what you're then setting yourself up. You're, you then start to envision yourself walking. And when you can see yourself doing it, then it makes that action that much easier. So it's like, you might not be feeling like it. Like you might not even feel grateful. Like, you know, you're grateful. I mean, I, I can definitely relate to that. Like, I'm like, I know I'm grateful for everything that I have, but right now I don't feel like it. Like, so, but just get yourself in motion. Like, don't overthink it, just do it. And yeah. eventually it'll start coming, right? And okay. I think just asking yourself, what are you grateful for to do that action? Even if you don't answer it, is just you're then kind of switching to a different circuitry that allows you to then instead of just saying i'm too tired i'm too tired you need this you need to kind of shut that that part of your brain off and say oh yeah like you know this is good for me oh yeah like when i do this i do feel better like what do you want to reinforce right yes the, the thoughts you want that will help you take action yep yep mm. so you talked about four levels of gratitude I want to hear more about this. <laughs> so what I found is, it, you know, a lot of people when they keep start a gratitude journal, they start with things around them, the surrounding things like water, cup of coffee. Um, and then uh, what happens is it starts, you, you start to wane because you're like, oh, I'm grateful for my chair and my door. And, you know, like you start to like kind of lose momentum on day 11 whatever it is right so then that's when you can start to you know expand out your gratitude practice so uh, what I found is the deeper I go the more 
cavernous this gratitude well becomes. And so it starts to, the more that I focus on gratitude, the more it inspires me and grows with me. Hey, I'm on a call. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, that was my 10 year old son. Um, so, uh, it's what I think is, you know, like if you can kind of tap into that gratitude and really just kind of, you know, feel it and own it, the more likely it's really going to help you kind of grow and expand with you. And that's the thing I think is like using these, these concepts and saying, okay, like if I'm going to start feeling this thing and, you know, and I want to build on this practice, then, okay, like, this is just the start. And then so sharing is the next one. So this gets harder because if I say, I'm having a great time on this, on this interview, thank you so much, like it becomes an interaction. So I'm not sure. And it's why we're afraid to give compliments at work. We don't know how people are going to take it. We don't know if we're overdoing it or underdoing it. And therefore, we don't do it, which is like the worst mistake we can make because, man, comp I know when I get a compliment, even if it's like, you know, a, a weak one, I'm like, yeah, he's right. Like, I am awesome, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, self, I think too often we aren't grateful for the things we do do throughout the day, the, the positive things we do bring to the situation. And then spiritual is the fourth one because, uh, you know, we are put on this earth and, you know, whether you believe in God, uh, whether you are Christian or Buddhist or uh, non-secular or whatever it is, uh, we have this earth and it is here like we were put here and we have you have a better chance of like winning the lottery 10 times than you do of being who you are right now right yeah that's huge like yeah. we've won the lottery 10 times over but we don't always think about that we don't think about how lucky we are like i mean the chances of our parents surviving saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths and rainstorms and hurricanes and whatever it is and famine it, it was so you know small that now but we don't we don't think about all that it what all our ancestors that took us to bring us to to who we are today and you know it's all because some spark out there whether it's the big bang or whether it's god that you know created this earth we are here to enjoy it as much as we can. And that's, this is an opportunity that if we don't seize and grasp then, and this is, this is where I think gratitude is so important because if we can just appreciate these things, then all of a sudden it's so much easier to take action on the things that matter to us and build on these things. Like, you know, it's scary to reach out to people and ask for interviews. It's scary to, you know, put yourself out there and like, you know, fumble around. Sometimes you, yeah, I fumble with my words or, you know, my son interrupts our interview, you know, and you're like, okay, I lost my train of thought, you know, but you know, these are just things like that's part of life and you just roll with them and you try to find the gratitude in them. And man, it, it's, it's done wonders for me. Yeah. It's like, what do we all want out of life? We just, we want to enjoy 
we want to feel like we have purpose. We want to feel fulfilled. I mean, at least that's what I want to feel. And I, I really appreciate that. And I'm really grateful that you, you know, came in to do this interview and to share all this. I too am so utterly grateful for this message that you have to share. Um, and, and yeah, I think to some degree, like because of that survival mentality you talked about, we are trying to avoid what causes pain or avoid um, what we're afraid of. But it was interesting that you brought in that idea of like the chances of us winning the lottery instead of just being these cognizant, conscious beings that we are. It reminded me of uh, this week I was emotional over my butterfly garden because I saw these wasps coming and taking the monarch caterpillars. They were eating them alive. And I was like, this is just so sad. Like, you know, I mean, it's circle of life, but I'm very, you know, bummed out about this. And my husband's response was, to be human. Like, aren't you just so grateful that we're human? Because <laughs> it's just savage, these wasps. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And at that moment, it was interesting, but it did shift my focus from being, you know, upset about these caterpillars being eaten alive to like, this is a circle of life. And I just feel not only grateful, but um, like it's my duty to show up and and to appreciate to experience like the whole that life has has given me and yeah. And to help others, like what you're doing is helping others. And I think, so that, that's, you know, it's, it's why I do what I do. Like, you know, it, it is difficult. It's, it's tough thinking of, of this content and putting it together, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And, you know, like a lot of this knowledge I'm applying um, to my life, but also, you know, I have an evening routine with my, with my boys and we have this thing called Opa Bear. My father, uh, is, you know, it's kind of like the angel uh, of my dad. And we say what we're grateful for at the end of every night. Um, because what I've, you know, like all my research is like, if you, the most impactful thing and the things you remember at the end of the day is how you go into the night and what you remember and what you wake up and how you wake up feeling the next day. Yeah. So that's one thing. Oh, um, if, if people want that sore technique, I have a one sheet on it at bringgratitude.com slash plan. And the idea is I have a plan at the end of your night to really help you create these type of routines, create these little things. Because what I've noticed is, is it's not so much, it makes the big things a little bit easier to handle, but it makes the small things. Like you said, like if that wasp is attack, attacking that caterpillar and you can see it from a different angle, multiple angles, then you, you don't get so caught up in it and you can still appreciate, you can still be sad, you know, like, yeah. not as like intensely sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a natural part of life. Yeah. Like they're not attacking me. So that's a good thing. You know, they're not attacking somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And they're an integral part of nature. And so, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important is like, you know, think about what you are doing to help others and like, and the people even listening, like you are taking, you made it this far in, in this interview, you are on the right trajectory. Like you are going to probably apply one of these techniques to your life and it's going to change it. Like 
you should be thanking yourself for, you know, getting this far in the video, you know, in the, in this interview. Well, Carl, I really appreciate it. You know, there's uh, one question that I like to ask everybody I talk to, and it might be a difficult one because you're, you practice gratitude so much, but if there's one thing that you can say adds the most value to your life, what would it be? That's a good question. I would say meditation. Um, it's helped me build up internal awareness that I didn't know was possible. And it's deep in my gratitude practice because, you know, like, you know, when you're able to pause before you get upset, like that moment of like, okay, I've lost all the video recordings. Like, let me just search for it. That takes self-awareness instead of freaking out. And to me that, that has, you know, that self-awareness has come through meditation because I'm just aware as thoughts are coming in, they're creating emotions mm -hmm. and I'm just using it as a chance to just experience and be, and I'm so far, I am not a guru. I am not, uh, you know, a meditation master, but, um, I'm getting better at it and, um, I'm enjoying it more. And, uh, it, what's funny is I used to hate meditation. I, I, did, did, I, I was like, Oh, like, you know, I, I can do this. And every time I sat down, it was, I was miserable. Yeah. And so what I did is instead of like letting the thought go, which is what meditation teaches you, I, I thank the thought and I thank it for being there because what is trying, it's trying to help me in some way. It's trying to help guide me. And so using as kind of a separation from mind and body, like just using those uh, thoughts and emotions as guideposts and meditation has been huge in that area. Yeah, I was uh, was listening to something that you were talking about in one of your talks online. You said that it's there to give you feedback, right? Like yes. even if it's not direct yeah. feedback, everything's giving you some type of feedback in your life. Yes, like you know, when you're stuck in traffic and you're frustrated, like you are just it's it's your mirror. Your emotions are your mirror to yourself, and like you could just stay frustrated, but do you want to? You know, like you're in your car you're got probably some good tunes going on. Like if it's your car, then you should have some good music going or a podcast or something you're enjoying. You're sitting, you're in a, a temperature controlled environment. Like the reality is you shouldn't be upset at that moment. Like nothing's chasing you down, trying to rip off your legs. Like you're just there like, and your expectations are you should be further ahead. And this is a good point is it's expectations really are a big determinant of are we happy or not? Like if we expect to be at point B at that point, we're going to be frustrated. But if we say, no, I'm meant to be here right in this spot, I'm going to make the most of it, man, like, and just ask yourself like, Hey, how can I make the most of this current situation? That's a great, that's a great question to ask yourself. Like, cause you can never go wrong. Like in, in any situation, you know, if you just ask yourself that question, cause you're going to find something to, to kind of build upon and, and, and make yourself a little happier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that feels better. <laughs> Ultimately yeah. that feels better. Yeah. Well, 
I'm, thank you so much, Carl. This means a lot to me, and I know the folks on my channel and on my podcast are really appreciative of this. Um, if you guys want that soar one sheet with the plan, it's bringgratitude.com forward slash plan, and we'll also stick links in the show notes as well as the video description to your books, Carl. Uh, thank you again so much. This is this is amazing. I I love this. Like so thankful that I get to do this and to share this with everybody that that I know here. So thanks for taking the time. I just got goosebumps because I was just, you know, like it, we have an hour together. We've never met before, but I had the best time. And like, I just feel so, you know, the questions were fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you too, Carl. I can't, I look forward to seeing you again sometime. Yes, definitely. In person, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, friend, thank you so much for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. If you like videos like this or want more interviews from leaders and experts in the fields of positive mindset, improving your health, your well-being, and overall life, let me know in the comments below and also give this video a thumbs up. If you haven't already, check out Carl's links in the video description below. I've linked you to his book as well as where you can get that free one sheet on the SOAR method. Thanks again for being here. And until next time, ciao.